did the whole corporate thing and then stopped uh, in 2010, launched a consultancy, has grown that to 20 plus people over a million bucks in revenue and said, you know what, we're doing the same thing for multiple customers. Let's hire some developers. He worked with a friend first and launched Knack, uh, which is now scaling. It has about nine people. Think of it like enterprise email marketing and landing page kind of automation. They've bootstrapped the company serving 600 clients that pay on average six grand per year. So about 3.6 million bucks run rate today, uh, growing about 70% year over year. So call it 2 million bucks in ARR about a year ago in August 2017. Economics look healthy. Most of the inbound, uh, most of the uh, customer acquisition is organic or inbound, you know, spending almost basically zero bucks, starting with the $10,000 sponsorship of Marketo uh, conference many years ago, over 100% net revenue retention. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Pierce Eugene Walla. He started his career at a company called Cognos, which went on to be acquired by IBM. He then joined two startups that both went on to have successful exits where he led and implemented Marketo. He then founded Revenue Pulse, a Marketo consultancy, and Knack, a SaaS application for enterprise email creation. All right, Pierce, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, so tell me about the consultancy. So are you still running the Marketo consultancy today? Yeah. Okay, and so what does that look like? How many clients? What do you charge on average? Yeah, so we have at any given time around 40 to 50 active clients. We work with uh, some of Marketo's largest clients. And so, you know, these are companies where they're not really so concerned about the price, more that they want to work with, you know, the best consultants in the business. Yep. And how many people do you have on just the consulting team? Uh, We're at 26 people now. Okay, 26. So pretty healthy. And what was last 12 months revenue about? Uh, We we raised uh, year over year revenue by 90% last year. Okay, that's great. And so, so again, over the past 12 months, about how much total revenue did you do? Yeah, I mean, we're a private company, so we don't really release those numbers, but fully bootstrapped company and we're at 26 people. Okay, obviously running it profitably since you're bootstrapped, correct? Absolutely. Okay, and fair to say north of a million? Fair to say that, yeah. Okay, so why, let me, you know, Ryan at Hootsuite has, has a similar story. It started off as a consultancy. And one of the key decision points for him was when to actually go fully into SaaS. You're kind of balancing both right now. So why did you start, you know, coding your, your the first application at all? How'd you get the idea? And when potentially do you transition to full SaaS? Yeah, so, you know, with the Revenue Pulse business, there's one particular project that we're doing over and over for our clients. And so we decided over time, like, hey, let's just productize this and make it a better experience for the customer. And that's really what led us to start Knack. And so what was that process? Yeah, so uh, we incorporated a new company. Um, We found new developers. uh, So brought on a new team, essentially, who 
could build out the application. At first, we started with a very basic platform, you know, MVP classic story where we, we built out what we thought our customers would need and uh, started from there. So it was uh, initially an, a $99 per month credit card sign up form. Uh, you could do everything through our website and uh, yeah, we, we had incredible traction. We kind of sponsored one main trade show, and that's how we got the word out. Um, both businesses have really been a lot of word of mouth, referral-based uh, Hey, Pierce, marketing. sorry. Before you get too far down this this track, we don't know what NAC actually does. What does NAC do? Okay, sorry. So NAC is an enterprise email creation platform. So essentially, uh, we connect with Marketo and Eloqua, and we help their largest customers streamline the email creation process. So can we think kind of, email, you know, enterprise MailChimp built specifically for Marketo? Yeah, I mean, historically, the big marketing automation platforms haven't really spent a lot of time on that asset creation part of it. Um, and so what we're trying to do is really build out a platform where when you have hundreds of users around the world, trying to build out these emails and landing pages to give them the workflow, the collaboration, the approval and review processes that allows you to scale to creating, you know, thousands of marketing emails a, a month. Got it. And now, you, you know, from the from your website and what my research team told me, I mean, you've got kind of templates built in, you know, the builders. Are you just doing like the email templates and the email merge tags and those things, you know, specific to regions? Or are you also doing like landing pages and things like that? Uh, yeah. So we we started off doing sort of templates that you would sync to your marketing automation platform. And now we're doing the entire process. So you build that entire email within NAC. And then you're using your marketing automation tool just to deploy it. Um, right now, we do have email and landing page templates. And we've got sort of the enterprise version of that for emails only. But our long-term goal is to be the platform that combines both emails and landing pages in one place. And you mentioned you started off at a $99 a month price point. Uh, it sounds like you maybe have run some experiments here. What What's the average customer paying you today per month? <clears throat> uh, significantly more than that. So I would say sort of our, our self sign up business is about 20% of our revenue right now. Uh, then we've got kind of a mid tier plan that's about 6,000 a year. Uh, that accounts for probably another 30 to 40% and the rest is enterprise uh, revenue. So definitely we've seen and sort of through our experiments realized that, hey, if, if we really want to grow the business, going to that enterprise market is what's going to allow us to do that. Okay. I mean, so is it fair to say if we look at your current customer base without going on every cohort, a fair average might be that middle plan and the average is called six grand per year? Yeah. Or about yeah, five, 500 a month? Probably about right. Okay. Yeah. And are you pulling that cash flow forward or are most of these folks paying on a monthly basis? Uh, so again, yeah, as we have transitioned to sort of those higher ASPs, we're, we're pushing more for annual pricing, right? So 
pay for the entire year at once or do even multi-year deals where it's an annual payment frequency. What percent would you say of your new customers when you sign them up are, are say, you know, paying for the annual plan up front versus paying monthly? Uh, probably 90 to 95%. Oh, so majority annual yeah. contracts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And hey, put all this on a timeline for us. So when did you, you know, you know, leave, leave corporate and start doing your own thing? What year was the consultancy launched? Yeah, so I started Revenue Pulse six and a half years ago, and then I started Knack about three years after that. So it's about three and a half years old. Okay, so call it twenty fifteen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and 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 what have you scaled to in terms of total customers on just on Knack? Let's ignore the consultancy moving forward. Uh, so we've got over six hundred customers on Knack. Okay, and that's fairly healthy. Yeah. So, how many of those have have come from the consultancy? Are most of them coming from they do consultancy first, then software? Uh, yeah, there's definitely some overlap there. Most of our customers on Knack find us organically, you know, through Google or through one of the marketing automation communities. Uh, there is certainly overlap from both sides. Like some some clients will come in through Knack and then we'll work with them on the consulting side and vice versa. Yep. And then look, a $6,000 ASP on average divided by 12 to get monthly comes out to about 500 bucks a month. And if I multiply that times, obviously your 600 customers, that will put you at about 300 grand a month or about 3.6 million in terms of AR run rate. Is that fairly accurate today? Yeah, again, we're a private company, so we don't disclose that. Well, I'm just just to be clear, Pierce, I'm only multiplying numbers you gave me. So I you you just told me six hundred customers and you just told me six thousand dollar ASP is average. So are any of those two numbers you already gave me wrong? Uh yeah. No, those those are you know, that that would be roughly where we're at. Okay, got it. So so talk to me then about growth rate. So if you're at call it, you know, three point six ish today, where were you a year ago? Uh, so yeah, so NAC has been growing at 70% year over year. Okay, so that's healthy. So call it maybe, you know, 2 million in terms of AR run rate 12 months ago, now almost doubled that up to 3.6-ish, something like that. Where's most of that growth come from? Same customers expanding or adding new customers? Uh, so our biggest area for growth, you know, um, is definitely our two new products. So the the builder and enterprise products, that's where we're seeing higher AS is uh, much more upside and the ability to get you know more users so we have a user-based pricing model um, on the builder and enterprise products so there's a lot more upside potential when we get into different customers there and you've bootstrapped a knack as well or no you've raised yeah. No, this is bootstrap. Oh, Pierce, I like you even more. This is great. I love, I love bootstrappers. Okay. Wonderful. So bootstrapped it. Um, this, I also love, I mean, this is a pattern I see so many times of, of smart people leaving corporate, starting an agency, finding the same problem across many customers, you know, in their agency and saying, we should just develop this. They hire some developers, they scale it up. And before you know it, they're doing 3.6 million bucks in ARR. So what's the team right now on NAC? Just only NAC, not the marketing consultants. Just NAC. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, NAC, we, we basically are very heavy on the dev side. So my personal belief is if you have a really good product, you don't have to spend as much on sales and marketing and you don't need as big of teams over there. So we are heavily focused on developing our products. So we've got, you know, a head of development, we've got a couple of front end 
developers because we're in the email space. That's obviously super important to us. And we've got uh, an email developer as well. well. So what's total team size? Yeah, we're uh, nine people. Nine that. people. And are most people are remote or they're all up there in, in Ottawa? Both companies are fully remote. Fully remote. I love that. Where did you... So first off, is your background technical or, or business? Uh, business. Business. Okay. So a lot of business founders, they struggle making that first you know, development hire. Where did you find your head of development or your first development hire? Uh, so that was that's a tricky one. I, I initially... Um, We've gone through a few. <laughs> so I think we're on our third, uh, you know, head of development at this point. And so initially it was actually a friend of mine. We kind of started things off. Things didn't work out. What did that uh, look like though? Was that like a consulting agreement or did you give them equity or what did that relationship look like? I didn't know what I was doing back then. And I learned a lot through, uh, the process. So I feel like I got a business law degree as we went through that. But uh, yeah, you know, over time, I've, I've, yeah, as a business person learned so much about what type of developer, what's the relationship look like? How do you set up a good employment contract? Well, yeah, sorry, like Pierce, that. this is like a very valuable lesson. I would say 50% of my audience is going to learn from this if you can give me a good answer here. So like that first relationship you had, was it like, a like how did you structure that first engagement and what was wrong with it? Uh, what was wrong with it was there wasn't enough structure because okay. we were friends, you know, um, we, we didn't do the paperwork the way that we should have. Was and there, so was there no paperwork? Correct. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like a, Hey, work this weekend on this scope. I built out in balsamic or Google sketch and I'll pay you like 300 bucks for this weekend. And then, Oh, let's do it again next weekend. And then before you know it, you have revenue and you're like, crap, this is a real company. Now what? So if there, you know, for the people that are listening, I think it's absolutely critical, no matter how good of a friend you are with somebody to get the proper legal advice as you start something, even if you think it's not going to go anywhere, because when it does, then you run into problems. Yeah. Yeah. And this is never an issue if your idea sucks and tanks. It's always an issue once the developer sees, oh my gosh, Pierce is making real revenue on this. I've done all the code. I should ask him for 20% of the company, right? And a real and a real thing. So yeah, when you took all the risk in the beginning, because you were paying. Uh, okay, very good. So and what have you transitioned to now? I assume it's probably like a standard employee agreement, with the vesting schedule and all that jazz. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we actually just put an employee stock option plan in place. So uh, you know, it's something that we've always wanted to work towards and we want all of our employees to have skin in the game with the company. So, yeah. So where did the, the develop, the head of development you're on now, where did you find him or her? Yeah. So, um, uh, people that I had met around Ottawa before, uh, through, through actually revenue pulse clients, we met some great development talent and uh, our initial developer who developed a lot of the application, not the friend relationship, but we had another full stack developer who developed a lot. He introduced us to a, a lot of his network. And that's how we found our current head of development. Okay. Take me back to the guy or gal you hired after your friend. Where did you find him? Uh, somebody that I had known about uh, in the Marketo community. Um, 
I didn't personally know him, but I just reached out in LinkedIn. And because we had very similar interests, uh, you know, he came on board. That was that was good. Uh, Salesforce ended up poaching him from us. So, you know, hard to compete with them. Yep. Um, but yeah, our current head of development is awesome. And he's really aligned with the company goals. And yeah, I think it's it's the best fit. You know, Good. you kind of learn over the years what you really need. And I think we, we've got our long-term head of dev now. Good. Talk to me about churn. What's your churn today? Yeah, so as I mentioned, we have three different products, right? Templates, Builder, and Enterprise. Our template product, I would say, you know, our churn is higher than I would like it to be, but I think it's just the nature of that product. It's a more transactional type where you can start it, get your value, and then you don't, you know, there isn't as much ongoing value that makes it sticky. Hey, Pierre, sorry, instead of breaking down, sorry, instead of breaking down every, because I'm sure you have a lot of different cohorts, let's, instead of talking about logo churn, let's just talk about revenue churns. When you look at the whole, the company as a whole, like some products churn some, but some expand. So net, net, I mean, are you net over a hundred percent annually net retention? Yeah. Yeah. Now in terms of revenue. Okay. So just to be clear of everyone that signed up 12 months ago in January across all your products, you take out all the ones that churned like today, you take out all the ones that churned, then you add back all the expansion revenue and the expansion is more than making up for the lost revenue. Correct. Ignoring any new customers added. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's really great. And, and where is most of that expansion coming from? Like what pricing axes are you upselling on? Yeah. The expansions coming from our builder and enterprise products. That's, you know, in our opinion, that's the future of email creation. And so that's where people are naturally going now. And and fully weighted, what are you what are you paying to acquire one of these six thousand dollar per year customers? We still do like no marketing. We do a couple of trades. It's all organic. So our 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 cost of customer acquisition is pretty low. That and first I, I, that first trade show you said you went to that you kind of used to launch, what was that trade show? Oh, that was the Marketo Summit. Oh, okay. I could have guessed that. And and what'd you pay to sponsor that? 10, 20 grand? Yeah, that's like 10,000. Yeah. And, and you got that back in spades. Yeah, that one That one was uh, really good ROI. Yeah. There's rumor, uh, There's obviously Marketo was taken private in 2016 by Vista Partners. There was rumors started actually yesterday that potentially Adobe is going to be acquiring Marketo. Do you think it happens? I, I do think one of the giants will acquire Marketo at some point. I'm not sure if it'll be Adobe, but I, I think we will see some kind of consolidation happen. Yeah. yeah. All right, Pierce. Good stuff. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Unmarketing by Scott Stratton. And number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I gotta say Elon Musk. Number three is your what is your favorite online tool for building your business? Um, Mercado. <laughs> Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Try and get seven or eight. Okay, that's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Married, two kids, two uh, kiddos. Yeah. And how old three are you? And three and one year old. And how, how old are you? I'm thirty three. Thirty three. Last question. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think 20 years old, I wish I knew that, uh, 
corporate America may not be everything it's cracked up to be. Corporate America ain't that great all the time, folks. Coming from Pierce, again, did the whole corporate thing and then stopped uh, in 2010, launched a consultancy, has grown that to 20 plus people over a million bucks in revenue and said, you know what? We're doing the same thing for multiple customers. Let's hire some developers. He worked with a friend first and launched Knack, uh, which is now scaling. It has about nine people. Think of it like enterprise email marketing and landing page kind of automation. They've bootstrapped the company serving 600 clients that pay on average six grand per year. So about 3.6 million bucks run rate today, uh, going about 70% year over year. So call it 2 million bucks in ARR about a year ago in August, 2017. Economics look healthy. Most of the inbound, uh, most of the uh, customer acquisition is organic or inbound, you know, spending almost basically zero bucks, starting with the $10,000 sponsorship of Marketo uh, conference many years ago, over hundred percent net revenue retention. Pierce, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thanks for having me.